said, I'm not the tail. I'm above only, I'm not beneath. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Thank you, Lord God. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Look at your neighbor and say, no weapon. No weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen, amen. Good morning again. I thank God for another chance to be here. I thank him for an opportunity to, uh, to speak his word, to share his word. I thank him for entrusting me at this one little moment right here to give to you what he has given unto me. And I pray that your heart is ready to receive what God has prepared and what, what he is offering on this morning. Amen. Yes, sir, Brother Steve. Amen. Amen. If you will, turn with me to Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 13. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 13. When you have it, please stand. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord God. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 13. When you have it, let us read that uh, together. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor, it is the gift of God. Amen? You may be seated. May God add a blessing to the hearing, reading, and doing of his word on this morning. Amen? Amen. The subject for this morning is seasons. We're talking about seasons. And so we've just read that in the King James uh, Version, and I was reading it. In a, and, of course, I had to go to the uh, easy-to-read version. Sometimes I don't get it all in the King James Version. So thank God that we have access to uh, different study Bibles online so we can go and we can dig a little further and we can get a better understanding. The word is out there for us to get it. 
So if there's anything else that we want to know about, we don't stop digging until we find out about it. Amen. So the same thing with the word of God. If you get to a point to where you're not understanding what King James is, is saying, there are many opportunities and many resources that you can go to so you can get a better understanding. The word said, in all thy getting, get an understanding. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read now from the easy to read version. <clears throat> A time for everything. So it says there is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at the right time. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to pull up plants. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. There is a time to destroy and a time to build. There is a time to cry and a time to laugh. There is a time to be sad and a time to dance with joy. There is a time to throw weapons down and a time to pick them up. There is a time to hug someone and a time to stop holding so tightly. And, it's, and a time to stop holding so tightly. There is a time to look for something and a time to consider it lost. There is a time to keep things and a time to throw things away. There is a time to tear cloth and a time to sew it. There is a time to be silent and a time to speak. There is a time to love and a time to hate. There is a time for war and a time for peace. Do people really gain anything from their work, hard work? I saw all the hard work God gave to us to do. God gave us the ability to think about his world. But we can never completely understand everything he does. And yet he does everything at just the right time. I, heard, I learned that the best thing for people to do is to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Verse 13 says, God wants everyone to eat, drink, and enjoy their work. These are the gifts from God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So just from reading this, we understand that there is a time and a season for everything. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how the only thing that is constant is change. So we know that change is going to constantly be going on in our lives. So the world is constantly changing. Our world, your world, all of our worlds are constantly changing. And what's going on in my world may not be going on in your world and vice versa. But the one true thing that is going on in all our worlds is that what is changing. Amen. We are all always visiting and revisiting seasons of our lives. For those of us <clears throat> who are old enough to remember, we've seen bell bottoms come, and we've seen them go, and we've seen them come back again. Amen? We've seen afros go from big to small and then big again. We've gone from natural hair to perm hair, and now we're back to natural hair. So some people thought that they had, had bad hair, put a perm in it, only to find out that the natural hair wasn't so bad after all. And I thought about Sister Leona saying everything bad ain't bad. <laughs> so we, before we were trying to perm our hair, trying to make it straight and trying to do all that kind of stuff, then we went back to, you know what? My hair was all right the way it was. You know what? If we start jumping on every bandwagon that's coming through, we'll be jumping for the rest of our lives. Amen? So you have some people that, you know, that's their whole focus. But since we don't all go through the exact same season at the exact same time, we may find someone who refuses to put any type of chemical in their hair. Somebody, another person that find that they relax on the regular. 
they gonna keep their hair relaxed. Then we find those people who started wearing bell bottoms and never stopped wearing bell bottoms. So they went full circle. They back in style again, amen? So of course, this is all not about fashion and it's not about your hair and it's not about those kind of things, but it's about spiritual seasons of your life. Finding out where you are, knowing where God has you at this time. And so if you stay in tune with God, if you're reading not just King James, but if you're picking up something else to get more information, because maybe I didn't quite understand it there, so I need to dig a little bit deeper. And maybe you go to the easy to read. Maybe you go to the NIV. Maybe you go to the concordance. Maybe you dig up all that stuff so you can get a good understanding, amen? And when it comes to you, you need to get an understanding of what's going on in your life, amen? You don't want to be mistaken and think you're in one season and you're on a whole nother season. That can cause turmoil in your life. Amen? So it's important to know what season you're in. But more important than knowing what season you're in is trusting God no matter what. So even if I find myself in a place that I'm not really understanding what season I'm in, I I don't understand what's going on, what's happening, but you know what? I will trust in the Lord until I die. So it doesn't matter that I don't understand as long as he understands, amen, as long as he knows because I've elected him, I've allowed him, I've chosen him to be the captain of my ship. And so wherever he sails it, I just have to hold on. Sometimes I have to close my eyes and hold on, but I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give out. I'm just going to keep holding on, amen. And so we get to a place like that in our lives quite often. Quite often when we look around this world and we see the different things that's going on, you have to wonder, what's going on? What's going on? Well, like my grandmother's grandmother, grandmother said, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. We're looking at seasons and we're looking at at seasons as far as weather-wise and we look at seasons as far as our lives. We're looking at young children going through some things that we as adults couldn't even imagine. Jesus is coming back. It's true. Though he tarry, wait. Just wait. But how are you waiting? Are you getting upset because you're not understanding exactly what's going on? I drive a car every single day. And other than putting gas in it, I don't know. I just know it go. I had to buy a battery about a month back. I was so confused. I thought that the battery just lasts the life of the car. And everybody do it just like y'all doing laughing. They were like, what? Why you thought? I don't know. I bought the battery with the car. I thought it was just going to last. I found out different. I couldn't stand there and pout and complain and fold my arms and God, that ain't fair and da-da-da-da-da. I had to get on down there to the store and get me another battery. I didn't know that. You too? Hey, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. But you had it had a season, and the season was up. <laughs> Time for a new one, amen. So it's just good to know that no matter what, I'm gonna trust God. No, I don't always understand what's going on. Matter of fact, most of the time I don't. So I just trust God. I just believe in Him. I'm trusting in what He's saying. Do my job is funny. They be firing people left and right, and I'm just looking like what? <laughs> what I got myself into? <laughs> So I'm looking around like people, you talk about people coming today, they here and tomorrow they gone. Really, that's what's going on. And you know that 90-day period, 
I, I, I came to realize, you know, I thought 90 days people just come through with that out and we going on to the next phase. Well, I found out different. Where I work, they will hire you for 89 days. Ain't got no problem about it. They good. <laughs> See you. <laughs> they gone. But God has kept me through all that, kept me and elevated me through all of that. You know, and I'm looking around. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Where's so-and-so at? Oh, they fired. What? <laughs> well, we were supposed to meet today when you ain't meeting with them. <laughs> Not today. Moving on in God, but I trust him. I trust him. And so when something is unstable like that, you tend to start to, you know, use your sanctified Holy Ghost-filled mind and start thinking, wait a minute, I got to be smart now because I plan on moving. Just in a little bit, I plan on moving. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm planning on moving, and I don't know how they do this little, you know, tag thing. Wait, tag, you it, you out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? And then I start thinking, I say, you know what? I give myself away. I belong to God. So whether I'm at that job or another job or whatever job, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm not going to have that spirit of fear attack me and stop me from moving forward in God. So if I get there and he decides, you know what, your time is done here. Guess what? My time is done here. Because you don't want to be anywhere that God doesn't want you. You only want to be where he placed you and where he has you because guess what? He will sustain you in that place. When everything else around you is crumbling, he will sustain you in that place. And he won't just give you enough to make it. He will flourish. You will flourish there. You will overflood there. You will be well there. And you have to know that it is God. You have to know that it's God. I know that it's him. And you know from where you are right now, you know that it's God that's kept you. You couldn't do that all on your own. You couldn't even see your way to the next day. And yet you've made it thus far. It had to be God. Amen? So knowing that it's him, trusting in him no matter what, Working with, I work with some individuals that, that are stuck. And by stuck, I'm saying they worked at a place before they came to the place where we work now. And the place they were, it was a group of them that came there. And so every time we do something that's unlike what they did before, they say, well, we didn't do it like that over there. Now, from my understanding, it's been two years, and these people have been saying the same thing. We didn't do it like that over there. Guess what? You're no longer over there. You're over here. So what we need for you to do is get the mindset of the people over here. Now, that's easy to see like that, but we do the same thing sometimes with God. Well, well Lord, you didn't fix it like that last time. Last time you did this, this, and this. Ask Moses about that. Last time you did this, so I just went ahead and did this because I knew you was going to do it the same way. End up not seeing the promised land. Your mind has to come into where you are right now. It's a steady change, but God's got you. But you have to fully trust him. When you don't understand, when you can't see, you have to trust that God knows what he's doing. He's been doing this a very long time. A very long time and doesn't need our help. He needs us to be obedient and to follow and to just trust him. Your job is to trust him. You know, we don't understand it when we tell our kids that your only job is to go to school and bring me home some decent grades. 
something that's showing me that you are trying. That's your job. And we get confused when they come home with nothing, when they're getting in trouble, when we're having to go up to the school every other day, when madness going on. Your only job is to trust God. So while you are talking about it, while you are whispering about it and, and, and getting sister so-and-so to pray and brother so-and-so to pray and want to fast and want to do all these grand things, just trust God. That's the season you're in. Just trust him and believe that he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's not going to fail. He cannot fail. He hasn't failed thus far. So why is he going to start with your little problem? which is so small to him, so small to him. We say it over and over again. There's nothing too hard for God. So why are you sweating by the car note? Why are you sweating by the light bill? Why are you sweating because they don't speak to me? Really? Really? You might be glad. You might be glad they not. Because then when they speak, well, you ain't spoke all the other times. Why you want to speak? Now you got another problem. Trust God. Trust God. Know that you're going to be in the right season at the right time. Amen? So you think about which season are you currently in. So you have to try to understand that he's making everything beautiful in that season. Meaning that you're gonna, whatever you need in that season, God has already prepared it. So when you come to that season, the season is already laid out. And all you have to do is walk through it. All you have to do is keep your head up and walk through it. Trust him and just keep walking through it. And if you get weary, you just lean on him. Don't start, don't start doing all this other stuff you done come up with. Just lean on him a little bit more. Just pray a little bit harder. Just let him know. He already knows, but just confess it. Lord, I'm, I'm getting weary. I'm getting confused. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Don't start looking at the wind and the waves because you're surely going to sink. That's a guarantee. When you start looking at the wind and the waves, you're going down. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay focused on the Lord. Amen? Some of us go through what they call a dry season. So in a dry season for Christians, it might be when I'm not, I'm not hearing from God like I used to hear from him. I can't hear his voice. I, I can't feel his presence at this time. It, it seems like he's so distant from me. So I believe the keys to that is, is a challenge. So what do you need to do? I need to keep praying. I don't need to stop praying because I can't hear from him. Uh, even when things start going differently in our lives, something unlike what we're used to, the first thing we want to do is back up from the church. I don't, wait, let me just give me a second to myself. No, you better run to the house. You better run to the house. Fall on your knees. Sit on side your bed. Sit down in a chair, but you better have a little talk with Jesus. Hold on even tighter. Get closer to God. Hold on tighter to the horns of the altar. Refuse to let go. We need some tenacity in the body of Christ. Some people that won't let go. I won't let go. He said, I'm going to stay here until you bless me, Lord. So if you're silent, I'm just going to keep on praying. If you're silent, if I can't hear you, I'm going to keep on singing. If you seem distant from me, I'm going to lift my hands in worship, in total praise, God. I belong to you, God. No matter what, I'm yours, God. I won't back down. I won't back up. Even when my back is against the wall, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Even in a dry season, 
I'm going to stand on the word of God. I won't back up. I won't take down. Even in a situation where it means your job or you do this. I'm going to stand on the word of God because just like he gave me that one, he can give me another one. God is not short of jobs. God is not short of money. That's what we use here. God is not short at all. He has more than enough and he wants to give it to you. He wants you to have all that you need. He said that he is going to provide. He is providing all of your needs. We got into a conversation with some of the men that I work with um, that, that are my clients, and they were saying about getting kids their wants or getting them their needs. And so one man said, well, I found it easier just to get them what they want because that's usually cheaper than what they need. This is how he's thinking. And so I let him finish saying what he was saying. And then I said, well, the thing about getting what you want is that it changes so often. So today, this is what I want. So if I buy this today, tomorrow I'm going to want something else. Let's look at them iPhones. They all the way to 10 now. So if you wanted an iPhone, you started off down here, and then you went to what, 5 and 6 and 7. They skipped one of them numbers. They got 8. They got uh, 10 now. $1,999 or something like that for a phone. Sad enough, man, my phone was $200, and I'm, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> show is a lot. <laughs> the day a house phones is gone, y'all, they, it's gone. I mean, they just had it because it came with the bundle. Other than that, you got your cell phone. You rocking that cell phone, and they laughing at flip phones. You know that, right? So what I want, what I want is just to be able to, to uh, uh, what I want might be iPhone 10. You know, some of them younger, some of the older people too be talking about 10, 10, 10, 10, ain't came out yet. 10, 10, 10. I can't do that much for no phone. <laughs> I, I cannot. I will not. Let's say I will not. Because, you know, you can do it in installments. They're going to help you out. They're going to let you do it in installments. No, I'm not going to be able to do that one. But what I need is to be able to communicate. I need to be able to talk. So the little phone I got, I'm good. I can talk. I can talk and text unlimited. And got internet access on the phone. So I'm good. You got it, brother? All right. <laughs> so we good. So we got what we need. So what I was telling him was that when you get what you want, that changes so much. So today I want this, tomorrow I want that, tomorrow I need this, I want, I want, I want. It's always changing. Uh, the, the car you have now, uh, even the outfits you have on now, you wanted that. And so you bought that. But I guarantee you there's at least nine or ten more, at least nine or ten more at the house. Because you wanted something else, right? So let's go on what we need now. So when you want, you keep buying. When you need, I need a place to stay. So I got this place to stay. So I'm not going out, hopefully, ain't nobody going out jumping from house to house to house. Buying this house, then you buy another house, then you buy another house. So I got what I need. So it's cheaper for me to get what I need and have that than to keep going out getting what I wanted. And so once I explained it to him like that, he was like, hey, you're right. People don't know. We take for granted a lot of stuff that's even said in this house. And so we assume that other people know that, and they don't. So when we leave out, and I was praying this morning, saying that when we leave out these doors, that we go out and share what we've learned. A lot of times in my groups that I do, 
sharing what we talked about at Faith Temple. And the people are amazed. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, wow. You amazed at that? You need to come on down to the temple. You're going to get a whole bunch of stuff. But they don't know, and they can't get here. So guess what? I got to bring it to them. I got to bring it to them. Yesterday was my first time doing a family visit where all the family comes up to visit the, the, um, the clients that we have in the dorms. And so they were there, and uh, I was supposed to be talking on the roadmap to recovery. All I did was the title, and I just went in. I was just telling them about, you know, about, you know, being a help to one another, but not enabling one another. And we enable each other sometimes. You know, we're going we to pray. We're going to get a prayer chain going, and we're going to all do that. Have you talked to God? Well, no, I came to you. Enabling. Enabling. Every time they come in and they need something, you, you shelling out money, shelling out money, shelling out money, help, think you helping, 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 and all you're doing is enabling. Try going to God. That's what I had to do. When I was low, when I didn't have, when I needed, I had to go to God. I had to trust him. It was my season. It was a dry season, and I couldn't hear from him. And so I did say, pray with me. Pray for me. I'm praying for myself. What are you doing for yourself? In a dry season, you can't back up. You can't take down. You can't sit down. That's when you stand up even the more. And if you have to stand up and lean on something, stand up and lean on something until you can stand on your own. But don't give up. Don't give out. Don't quit. Don't back up. Don't give up on you. God has never given up on you and never will. So you don't give up on you. You keep pushing. Refuse to back down. Refuse to give up. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Because it's only a season. And this too shall pass. Amen? So then we get to a waiting season. Everybody doesn't know how to wait. It's just plain and simple. We don't all know how to wait. And sometimes even when we think we know how to wait, we can get to a point to where we get, whoo, we uncomfortable in this wait. This wait is making me wait too, wait too long. I'm waiting way too long. God has everything planned out in a certain time. It's just like with our kids. If we have something planned out in a certain time, we know that we're going to do something, but they don't know. So it looks like I'm not going to get whatever it is I wanted to get or I'm not going to be able to go wherever I want to go. And so we start getting antsy. They start getting antsy. So they start keep coming back. Well, you said, you said, you said. I know I said it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do just what I said. So you know as we, as simple as we are, if we can step up and do some of the things that we said we were going to do, how much more can God? How much more? If he said it, it's going to come to pass. You just have to know how to wait on it. So rather than keep going to him with the same thing over and over and over again, let's just wait. Lord, I know it's coming, and I thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, that it's going to come at the hour that I need it. Even though I don't understand right now, God, I know it's coming, and it's coming when I need it. It's going to be right on time when I need it. It's going to fulfill. You're going to fulfill everything that you said. Nothing you said is going to drop. Because if anything God says drop, y'all better look out. That ain't good. But it's not going to happen. That's the good news. If he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. So you got to know how to wait. And that's where we struggle sometimes. So whether you already know, whether you're waiting on, on, a, uh, on that job, or you're waiting on that house, or you're waiting on the car, or you're waiting to hear from him, whatever you're waiting on, you have to know how to wait. It can be difficult, but we make it difficult. 
we make it difficult because we start acting like little kids and we want it right now and we don't want to wait and it's been going on long enough and I'm ready to see it come to pass right now right now right now I want it right now you know we get on our kids when they do that they in the store and you I heard uh, April and Layla was in the car Abraham bought something to eat, and Layla, Layla saw it, and she said, I want it right now. She was whining and crying. We ended up getting off the phone. She was whining and crying. She kept saying, Layla, we're right around the corner from the house. It's just right around the corner. But in her little mind, she couldn't understand that we right around the corner from the house. Just wait. Guys, we right around the corner from the house. Just wait. Just wait. It's coming. It's coming. So when you wait, you're trusting. You're waiting and you're trusting. You're not waiting in doubt. You're not waiting in fear. You're not waiting in, in unbelief. But I'm waiting with every confidence in God. I know he's going to come through. I can't tell you when and where, but I know my God is going to come through. We need to brag on God more. We need to brag on him more. We come through with them punched two times, like, oh, yeah, he did it. But we don't tell about the weight that it took to get there. So sometimes I felt like it, it ain't going to happen. This thing ain't going to come to pass. Man, it's taking forever. What's going on next? What's going? And you know what? Once it comes to pass, you look back and you don't even remember the weight. You don't even remember the weight. Because he comes through, and he comes through in such a mighty way. He comes through to where everybody know it had to be God. It had to be God. I think sometimes that's what he's waiting on. For all that stuff and junk to get out the way. When you done tried all that extra stuff and now he comes through, it had to be God. Amen? He's planning. Sometimes he's pruning, uh, pruning people out of your lives. He's pruning you. He's getting you ready. Some stuff need to come off. You need to lose some stuff. You need to gain some stuff. You're not even ready for what you're asking for. You're not ready for it. Yeah, 10-year-old, 13-year-old talking about, I want a car. To do what? To do what? I can drive. No, you can't. No, you cannot. You cannot drive. You think you can. So you're getting ready for something. You're asking God for it, and he knows that you're not ready. You think you're ready, but you're not. And so being the loving father that he is, he says, just wait. Just wait. And by and by, if you're paying attention, you understand that, you know what? I need to stop doing this. And I need to start doing this. Maybe I need to distance myself a little bit from this person. Or maybe I need to talk to this person. Maybe I need to share my testimony with this person. Let me tell you something about testimonies as well. Testimonies are to be a witness for God. When you are giving a testimony or what we call in the uh, counseling world disclosing, self-disclosure about things, you have to be particular about where you do that, when you do that, and who you're doing it in front of. Because that thing can turn around and come back at you if you're using it out of just self. I was in a class not, uh, not too long ago, and, and the guys was asking me, well, Mr. Wright, tell us why, why, what you did, what you did. I said, how is that going to benefit you today? I'm not just wasting what God has done for me. How is it going to benefit you? If it's not going to help you, I'm not just here to chat. It's not a chat room. We're not just here to chat. And I think too many times we'll be using it as a chat room and trying to build ourselves up to show just how grand we are. And we know that we're nothing without him. 
So when you're giving your testimony, make sure it's to build God up, to let him get all the glory, that he shines, not you. Let God shine. So when you're waiting and when you're coming through, when God is coming through, be sure to give him all the glory. Be sure to give him all the praise. If it had not been for God who was on our side, where would we be? Where will we be? All we have to do is trust him and do what he says do, and he makes you shine like new money. He causes you to shine, but you got to trust him, and you got to believe in him. you got to lean and depend on him. Amen? So then we have the grinding season. Now, we all familiar with the grinding season, and it's just that, when you got your grind on. You working 11 to 7, 7 to 3, and 3 to 11. You hard at it. You working all the shifts. You doing the most. I ain't got time. I am working hard. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. If you don't have balance in your life, you're going to be laid out somewhere. You got to have some balance. God has got to have his time. Your family has got to have their time. You have got to have your time. We talk about self-care, taking care of you. When is the last time that you took care of you? Learning at work to stop and take a break and eat your lunch. Not just swallow something and keep going. And I'm talking to you as I'm talking to me. Because the other day I ate a sandwich and I really don't remember eating that sandwich. In my mind I'm thinking I know it was good. I remember it was from Chick-fil-A so I know it was good. It was <laughs> I know it was good. And I knew I had eaten it because I saw the thing in the trash. So I knew I ate it, so all I, I just said, I know it was good. But what I didn't really take the time to eat. I don't even remember eating it, not taking the time. So like I say, I'm talking to me too, to remind myself that you have to take time to at least eat. Take care of yourself. Because when it starts breaking down, guess what? You're going to start taking care of yourself. You're going to start then. That's when you start. But before it gets to that point, take care. Take care. Don't be so busy about the grind until you forget about you. Because if you're all broke down and stuff, how are you going to stand up for Jesus and you can't stand up? Literally stand up. You can stand up in spirit and, you know, we can get all sanctified about it. Well, I'm sitting down, but I'm standing up. Stand up. For real, for real. On your legs, stand up. Stand up. Don't let the devil steal from you. Don't let him kill you. Don't let him destroy you. And the grind can do that to you sometimes. The grind has cost people their families. Why? Because I was on the grind and I wasn't about my family. I was constantly trying to do this and trying to do that. And I wasn't doing the little things that would keep my family together. I lost focus. I started looking all around about what wants and not about what I needed. So I lost focus and I lost my family because they got tired of that being ignored all the time. See, we do that, and we even do that to God sometimes because we get so busy cleaning that house he gave us, washing that car he gave us, going to that job he gave us, and then we don't spend enough time with him on our grind, on our grind. Take the time. Get some balance in your life. There's a time and there's a season for everything. Amen? Now we have the test and the trial season. So if you're going through some hard times in this season, know that God is right there. He's in the midst of it all, and all we have to do is call on him. It's hard, he's, but he's totally at work. He's focused on you.
So I know it's hard when you're in the middle of it and it seems like you're all alone, but you're not the first and you won't be the last. God is able to actually, multi, what they call it, multitasking. He's actually the only one who's able to multitask because he's able to pay full attention to me while he's paying full attention to you, while he's paying full attention to you, and he knows all about you, and he's bringing you through, and he's the only one that's able to do that. So even in a testing season, know that he hears you and that he's listening. He hears your voice. Out of everybody, you know, in a crowded room, if our kid says, Mama, we know who it is. We know exactly who that is. But picture God with the whole world, and you say, Daddy, and he knows that it's you. He knows that it's you. He hears your humblest cry. He hears your whimper. He hears your whimper. You know if somebody whimper, you can hardly hear that, but God hears it. He hears it. He knows every tear that you drop from your eyes. We don't even know every tear our kids have cried. We don't know the tears that we've cried. Somebody asks you how many tears you cried, you got a whole bunch. What's a whole bunch? Put a number on it. God can put a number on it. God can put a number on it. He knows, and he knows what each one of those tears was for. How awesome is that? So in your testing season, know that God has not left. He's still on the throne. He's still looking at you. He still loves you. He still cares about you. He still got you. He still got you. So it's your job not to walk away, not to give up, but to stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the word of God, always there. The more you lean on him, the more you get to know him the bigger that relationship is, the more it develops, the bigger and the stronger it gets. So you just keep leaning on him even through the testing season and the trial season. So now we come to the spiritual warfare season. If you are in spiritual warfare, you need to gird up. You need to get ready. See, we sing the song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, but I don't want to fight. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. You know, you have people that in the natural army, they will go in during a time of peace. And they can do their whole service during a time of peace and get out and never seen combat. Not so in this war. Not so in this warfare. Not so in the army of the Lord. There's going to come a time when you got to fight. There's going to come a time when you got to fight for your own life. There's going to come a time when you have to lock arm in arms with someone else and y'all going to have to stand for something and you're going to have to fight. We don't need a weakest link. In the army of the Lord, there should be no such animal, the weakest link, because we all have the power. We all have that love. We all have that mind to do what thus said the Lord. So we lock arms and we go forth, amen? We go forth in the name of Jesus, trusting in him, leaning on him, and depending on him. So this war is not going to take me out. But I will stand for God. I will stand on what the word says. So when you read it, when you get it on the inside of you, and I don't care what comes up, all that comes out is the word of God. I know what it looks like, but I know what God said. I know what it feels like, but I know what God says. I know what you're saying, but I know what God says. That's why we say, whose report are you going to believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I won't back down. I won't give up. But I'm going to keep pushing. 
And in the army of the Lord, that's what we have to do. We have to keep pushing. We can't back away from battle. We can't get scared. We have to go on in Jesus' name. Amen? That's why you have to recognize that you need this battle that's not physical. See, in physical, we can get all kind of guns and knives and all this kind of stuff. My gun bigger than your gun and all that. But in a spiritual warfare, the warfare is spiritual. And so you need the whole armor of God. You need the whole armor of God on you so that you can walk through. So you don't have to worry about getting burned. You don't have to worry about getting shot, getting stabbed, getting hit. You don't have to worry about that because I got on the whole armor of God from my head to my feet. I am complete in God. I got everything I need. We get tested on a daily basis, but we got the book with all the answers. So we don't have to worry about that, amen? No matter what season we in, we know that all we have to do is stand on the word of God. So I know that there are battles that we face from day to day to day. So in a battle, we know that someone wins and someone loses. So the winner may as well be you. It may as well be you. The devil be defeated once again. We already said it, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So what does that mean? I win. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So I don't lose. We sing the song, I'm more than a conqueror. Conquerors not losing. Conquerors are winning. And we saying, I'm more than a conqueror. So I know I'm winning. I know I'm winning. It may not look like winning when I'm winning, but the end result, I win. All we have to do is keep trusting in God no matter the season, no matter what season it is, because seasons are not going to stop coming and going. They're going to continue, whether it be in the, in the weather or whether it be in your life. Know the season. Know God. Amen? Amen. Give God the praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.